to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiman. This program will focus on all aspects of women-owned businesses from a financial education standpoint. Get ready to learn about resources you can use for loans, tax advantages, real estate, and leadership. Now, here's your host, Brenda Regiman. Welcome to Empowering Business Women with Brenda Regiman. We are now Facebook Live. Today, we will be discussing how women entrepreneurs are driving our economy. Our guest speaker is Tracy Stafford, who is presently candidate for the office of Elgro Mayor. Without further ado, let's welcome Tracy. How are you, Tracy? I am well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Uh, Tracy, before we go on to the subject, can you tell us a little bit about you? Uh, sure. Well, um, I live in Elgrove, California, which is a neighboring city to our state capital, California, or Sacramento. And I grew up in the Bay Area, and I have been an entrepreneur since 2001. I worked my way up from a data entry operator to senior management in high tech, and then relocated. I was living in the Bay Area to uh, the Sacramento area, and that, that was right at the dot-com bust. I see. So I lost my job, and I literally could not find a job. So I'm, well, I don't believe in accidents, but I like to say that I'm an entrepreneur by, a- entrepreneur by accident because it was never the plan. Okay. But I realized I needed to take responsibility for my own financial security. Absolutely. And I became an, an entrepreneur. And so I'm a governor appointee. Um, after starting my own business, um, I became a small business advocate. And throughout that um, period of time, again, I became a governor appointee for the California Small Business Board. I chaired the city of Sacramento Small Business Board. I was also the president of Women Democrats, or not Women Democrats, actually, I'm a president of Women Democrats in Sacramento <laughs> County, but um, I was the president of the National Association of Women Business Owners, as well as sitting on many uh, Chamber of Commerce boards. So wow. very active in small business and, and an advocate for those who are brave enough to step out and become entrepreneurs. Absolutely, because it's not an easy thing to do. No, it is not. And I believe that you're also a family. You have family, right? I do have family. I have lots of family. I have (laughs) (laughs) my husband, Brian, I've been married for 22 years, and I have four children. Uh, My eldest is in the Navy, a daughter, Chanel. Um, My second is another daughter, Michaela, and she is studying to be a teacher at University of San Francisco, which is wonderful. She wants to be a second grade teacher in um, impoverished um, areas. Uh, Title I schools. And then my third child is a a son, and he is a president scholar at Long Beach State. And then my last is 16 years old, and he is a, he's a a cheer athlete. I have to be very careful not to call him a cheerleader. He is a cheer (laughs) athlete, and he also coaches a middle school team. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm the first in my family to earn a college degree, and now uh, my children are the first to actually go off to college. Wow. So it's it's really uh, it's really exciting. How are your family supporting you nowadays with everything you're doing? Well, the three of them escaped um, <laughs> because they're no longer in the area, but um, but they are very supportive. Uh, my husband is is basically a part of the team. So you'll see him out putting putting up signs and delivering um, lawn signs and that sort of thing. But he is very much a part of the team. Uh, my son, my son Brian, the, the 16 year old who is still at home, he is very very active with his friends and nice. and wow. out phone banking and calling. And the others I will get to remote phone bank because you don't have to be in the office to do that. But I have to push a little harder for that. Well, technology makes 
everything possible. It does. It really does. That's wonderful. I'm really glad that your family is being supportive of everything you do because it's not easy. Yeah. You know, just being a, a businesswoman, it's not easy nowadays, right? It well, is, it's never yeah. been easy, but I feel like sometimes it's getting harder and harder. It does feel harder. But what's interesting, I will put a little plug in there about entrepreneurs. And that is once you become an entrepreneur, it is almost a segue into public policy. So it isn't as drastic mm-hmm. as, as you would think. Because as an entrepreneur, you are tough. I mean, you're used. You you've been toughened. Mm-hmm. Um, you are accustomed to needing to do everything, from take out the trash to mm-hmm. go and meet with the president of a corporation to make a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you are very flexible. Mm-hmm. You um, you have to be good with people mm-hmm. and all people. Mm-hmm. And and so you, you still have to give that smile, even though you so don't want to right. smile. <laughs> it's true. You have to give the smile, and you have to be an advocate for yes. those people that you serves but as with your clients mm-hmm. what's best for them right so it is different but it does really prepare you it does and uh is your husband involved in your business or it's just yourself he is not it's just myself yes yes okay yes got it mm-hmm. um let me ask you how are women entrepreneurs impacting our today's economy Oh my gosh! Um, I believe we we all know that, or we should we should all know mm-hmm. that small business is the number one employer in the U.S. And I will say for California, we have 1.5 million women-owned businesses, generating 225 billion dollars wow. that feed right into this California economy. And I mean, enough said, right? <laughs> I mean, that is an incredible wow. impact. And we employ um, uh, over a million people as well. And it's interesting because I was looking at those statistics and, mm-hmm. and we're saying that 1.5 million entrepreneurs, but why are we only employing 1 million, around 1 million people? Mm-hmm. And it is because women entrepreneurs ha- often have more than one business. And, oh. and they are often uh, micro-businesses with just one or under 10 employees. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. But that's still a million people. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, having you say that, I do have clients that are holding about three businesses at mm-hmm. the same time. Yes. And sometimes it's not because they want to. It's because they have to. Right. It's but true. there's other times that they are enjoying it, you know. But It's true. And and often there's just a, a good marriage between two different businesses that need to be separate for financial purposes mm-hmm. or for tax purposes or even for lines of business, mm-hmm. but they really do work together in mm-hmm. a certain way. So there mm-hmm. are many reasons why we'd want to do that. Right. Now, I, I, I almost never recommend opening two or three businesses that have nothing in common unless you do have people that are running them. Mm-hmm. If you invest in something and you, and you start, let's say that you're running um, a financial business, mm-hmm. but but you decide that you want to open a Starbucks. Oh, that's not going to work. Unless. Unless you have staff. Yes. Unless, it's unless you know right. how to delegate, right? Del- yes. And really delegate. Yes. And I, and I always recommend as a, as a business owner, as an executive, and especially when working with um, individuals who are starting businesses, I always recommend, number one, first and foremost, it's important to remember that we are accustomed, before you start your own business, you're more focused on making the sale and knowing that you've got 
let's just say $10,000 coming in, mm-hmm. but it's really about the cash flow. Mm-hmm. When is it coming in? Exactly. More both businesses close because of the cash flow and they could not stay open long enough to receive that check because it's a net 30 or a net 60 or a net, a net um, 90, whatever it is, before you actually receive that money. So that's number one. So always have at least a year in the bank, a year of operating expenses. But it's also extremely important to remember that when you are a business owner, that and most people get into business thinking that they're going to own their own time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, no. Yes, yeah, right. No. <laughs> right. I will tell you, there are times that I have not gone to sleep mm-hmm. because there's, you know, I don't have, you know, that time off. I don't get a vacation. I don't have. Well, you know, even PTO. if you go on vacation, you're still thinking about your business or something is wrong and you have to fix it from wherever you are. Right. You know, so. But there's no paid time off. So mm-hmm. you need to make sure that there is revenue. Right. In place to offset those days that you might. Exactly. Exactly. Or that you can afford to bring someone in. Mm-hmm. If this is, I'm thinking right now to micro mm-hmm. and individual um, business owners that a lot of times you just don't have that. So, so when speaking with someone who is planning to open a business, you know, I, I, I really try to tell them the truth, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and what, and what you are facing, but saying that there is support for you. So don't think that you're on your own in this because you never are. There's so many wonderful organizations yes. that support. Um, right. But nowadays, there mm-hmm. are so much that they can, you know, um, as a resource, they can access to. And um, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, in your uh, personal experience as a business owner, what are your current challenges that you're facing Oh my gosh. And I've had a few businesses. Um, actually, I started off, I, I was in, I, I mentioned I was in high tech and uh, my trade, uh, my profession is product marketing, okay. high tech product marketing, high tech uh, project management. Mm-hmm. And I came here during the, the dot com bust and needed to basically start my own business. And the business that I opened was an event management and event promotion firm. Oh, I so I worked a lot with high tech businesses doing conferences and trade shows and uh, the public relations and the sales and the, the packaging of those types of events. And that business I closed in 2009. Okay. And so since that time, I've been an ind- independent consultant. Oh, I see. So my business is basically, uh, it's, it's, independent so it changes okay. so I might go out and sell a product a project that is um, IT project management or I may take on a a, um, a being a publicist for mm-hmm. a, an organization mm-hmm. or I have worked with even actors you know promoting their plays or their movies or so it really wow. just depends so because I am so multifaceted and because I've run so many businesses and I worked my way up from the ground level. I mean, I, I was impressed with myself that I actually scored like 98% on Word, oh my Microsoft God. Word, because I started at the bottom. So I am multifaceted. So it gives me that flexibility to be able to do what I like. Now, the challenge with being an individual contributor or an independent consultant is that you have to be selling mm-hmm. while you're delivering. Right. So I do bring in other independent consultants to work with me on projects depending upon the size. Okay. But the challenge is you have to keep that pipeline going. Right. So and that becomes very difficult when you're working independently mm-hmm. to effectively fulfill what you've sold while you're trying to sell the next project. So, so I pretty much you're wearing different hats. You're That's wearing what you're telling me. Different hats all the time. Mm-hmm. 
all the time, and especially when you're juggling multiple And you have to projects. know when you're working on your business or in your business, right? That is so important. Because I have found myself working a lot in my business, and I, I just need to remember, okay, it's time for me to work on my business. It's true, but, you know, it's a balance because, as you know, sometimes you have to work in the business. Yes. Because you still you still need to be responsible at the end of the day for what has been delivered or what hasn't. Absolutely. And um, so it's, it's, it's a balance, but I do try really, really diligently to make sure that what I'm focusing on is a requirement, okay. meaning that it requires my skill or my vision mm-hmm. or my just participation in general, in, in, in general, but there are times when it doesn't. Do I need to be stuffing envelopes? Mm, probably not. You know, do I need to be, you know, making bank deposit? Mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, actually being able to identify when it doesn't need to be you. Right. Priorities. Right. Which is when we're multitaskers, I guess, is something that we have to constantly remind ourselves. What are our priorities? It's because we true. only have 24 hours and we probably need 48 in a day. Right. Right. It's true. Yeah. And, and get rest. Right. That I believe that's also one of my biggest challenges is I may get two to four hours of sleep a night. That's it? That's it. Not good. It's not good. good. Don't don't try this at home. It's not good. (laughs) It's not not good for anyone. Um, But I've tried to now implement cat naps. But I'm not a napper, so it's really hard. (laughs) But I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, that's the important thing that you're trying to figure out, okay? And Mm -hmm. it's never too late to start something, right? No, no. And and I, I believe that the power is in the awareness. It is. And it's the awareness that that's a problem and I need to do something about it. Yes, I I totally agree. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about success. Let's define what success means. And everybody believes a a different definition Mm -hmm. of success. I noticed this when I'm talking to, you know, business owners. They uh, consider success being very different than I think what success is. So Mm -hmm. I would like to know what your uh, definition of success is. See, it's, it's very interesting because I also believe that that definition changes as you, I don't want to say mature, but as you grow and change, yes. the definition changes. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I'll, I'll give an example. You know, when I was growing up, um, I was orphaned and I come from an abusive home. I'm a third generation domestic violence survivor and I've done a lot of work in that arena. But growing up, we were, my, my mother passed away when I was 12 and there were five of us and my grandmother raised us. And um, basically, I was often told that I would never be anything. And we were raised in a community where we were one of uh, the only um, African-American families in that community. So I was, uh, there, was a, there was a cap put on my potential. I see. And, and by people that were absolutely well-meaning. They were well-meaning. But at that time, I'm a little older than I look, but at that time, um, <laughs> the world only showed a certain level of success mm-hmm. for, you know, in the Latin community experience mm-hmm. as well, as well as other communities. So I was often told I could not do anything. I couldn't be this. I couldn't be that. So, um, but I decided that I was going to change that. And it wasn't true for me. So initially what success meant to me mm-hmm. was that I had a good paying job. Okay. That I could um, own a house, that I had um, a wonderful resume and that I I finished college. So my resume was beautiful. And then I hit sort of my 30s. I was a, I'm the president of this, that, and the other. As I mentioned, I, I ran many boards. And, and so my resume is absolutely beautiful. But I found myself at about 35, 36 years old, absolutely miserable. 
Wow. I had everything that I thought I ever wanted. Mm -hmm. I proved to the world Mm -hmm. that I could do anything, that I could be anything. And I was absolutely miserable. And it was because it had nothing to do with me as a human being mm-hmm. and what I needed. And not, not, I wasn't spending the time with my family that I should have been. I wasn't um, really embracing what was important to me. You know, and that is being an advocate, being a Girl Scout leader and, mm-hmm. and going out and mentoring young women. And so to me, now my level of success is, of course, I want to be able to financially support myself and my family to in, to in a, a degree, to a degree mm-hmm. up to where I can go out and be a mayor. Right. That does not pay, by the way, eight hundred dollar <laughs> a month stipend. Um, go out and be the mayor. Go out mm-hmm. and and be a spokesperson and travel the world. Um, so it's and and just being mm-hmm. a benefit to society. You know, the, those values are important. So now. The financial piece is still in there, mm-hmm. but um, the financial piece is there to sustain mm-hmm. the other piece. Right. You know? No, and I totally understand that when you're 20 or 21 or 22, the first thing you want to make is a million dollars. That's mm-hmm. your priority. Right. Right. But so that, 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 those are some big goals. I just wanted a good job <laughs> where I could eat. <laughs> so that's really good to have an apartment at those. Wow. No, no, no but I, I'm just repeating what but my yeah. son says. My son is like, I want a million dollars and he's it. working for that. So. <laughs> but I can tell you, you know, I was back then I was thinking like him. So the, the, grow, the older you grow, you understand what your priorities and your importance is in yes. life, right? Before we go on, um, I would like to take a short break, and when we come back, we will hear more about Tracy Stafford business experience. Don't forget to friend me on Facebook, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are having tax problems, are getting IRS letters, or experiencing a tax audit, call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host, Brenda Regimond. Brenda is a tax expert based in Sacramento, California. You can contact Brenda Regiment by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Empowering Business Women. 
To reach Brenda Regimond on today's show, call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now, back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regiment. Welcome back to the show and Facebook Live. We have been talking to Tracy Stafford, and she's been sharing about her beautiful experience that she's living right now, and also because she's a business owner, so she also faces challenges. Uh, but currently, as we all know, she's a civic leader, and we would like not only to wish you success in your campaign, you. but also we would like to ask you, what are the current challenges that you're living uh, running for office is, is challenging in itself. I, I believe everyone sort of understands that. But running as a woman has its additional challenges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, and I'll start a little light, you know, because I, I always, I envy, um, I'm running against actually the mayor and the vice mayor of Velcro, which is, is challenging in itself. But I, I envy them because they're able to wear the same suit. They can wear the same suit all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But I am criticized on a regular basis. Really? Oh, did you just wear that last week? Or why are you wearing the same thing? Or your dress is too tight? Or why are you wearing dresses? Or why are you wearing heels? And what about your makeup? And this, <laughs> I mean, no one says things like that to, to men. And, and I've also been accused of using my femininity and my beauty to win, which is a compliment, actually. It is a compliment. It, it's a yes. compliment, but it's kind of, especially at 52, that's a compliment. However... Um, I always say that no one accuses Gavin of using his good looks, you know, for to to run for office and to win. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe it's a definite, you know, double standard. Mm-hmm. So we have the the challenges of basically opening up your life, your personal life, mm-hmm. to the world. And in addition to that, we're attacked in ways that men are not. So when you say um, open up your personal life. Mm-hmm. Because at some point in life, we understand that we already open up, I would say, enough to the world, mm-hmm. but maybe not, right? So when you, before you were thinking of doing this, you mm-hmm. thought that you, okay, everything is out anyway. Mm-hmm. And now you have found that it's more challenging than it, you thought it was? It's absolutely more challenging. And um, it, what I will say is, as you said, everything was all out, mm-hmm. meaning that um, I've been an advocate for quite some time. I've told all of my dirty business. Mm-hmm. There's not much of it, but I, I've I've shared all of my personal um, journey mm-hmm. and my challenges and my struggles. But it's different because when you're sharing as an advocate, then you are embraced for the most for the most part. You know, there's always a little bit of challenge. But when you run for office, nothing you do will ever so please fine. everyone. No, okay, it will never please everyone. So we have the challenge of you have people that just don't want you in office or don't agree with your stances or don't agree with your even your political affiliation. I see. Um, and basically it's they will attack. But by the same token, mm-hmm. you will be supported for the same reasons. I see. And and right now we are in a time in our country where the community people are looking for transparency mm-hmm. and honesty and not 
politicians, but people who are advocates and who are truly focused on the community. So there's never been a better time for women to run, for women of color to run, for um, folks that are focused on the community, because it has not been that way. I see. In your opinion, why would women are driven to open a business or to start a business? Oh, for businesses. Um, well, we can talk about the wage gap. Mm-hmm. It's one of the the reasons uh, that women actually. And actually, I'll talk. I want to talk about that a little bit because folks talk about the wage gap and and how there's such a disparity between what men and women actually make in the workplace. And but I don't think there's really a tangible on it. I mean, we, we'll say that. What is what is the average that you had with seventy four? Well, I, I was saying generally because I'm you know you mm-hmm. can never generally be this specific, right? It says women work nearly two thirds of the minimum wage jobs in the U.S. and across mm-hmm. all industries. Mm-hmm. Women make seventy nine cents for every dollar earned by men. Mm-hmm. And that that's the average when you talk about what a woman makes. But when you really break it down, mm-hmm. um, it is very different. And for example, I believe it's it's um, black women make sixty three cents. I believe on a dollar, and it's in the fifties for Latin wow. women. Wow. And yes, it's a very it's a huge disparity. And our um, Asian Pacific Islanders, on average, make about ninety eight cents on the dollar for women. Oh my so goodness. it's very different, and that's how we get to that average of 79 cents. Mm-hmm. But if we look at um, what the statistics say, if we continue to move as we have been mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know, closing that, that gap, then it'll be 41 years before women on average can catch make up the to, same. Oh, wow. Now, for black women, not just African-Americans, mm-hmm. black women, mm-hmm. which include African, Caribbean, um, as well as African-American, um, it will be 106 years. 106 years. years. Now, for Latinas, where it will be 215 oh years. Oh, my God. And that before we see pay equity. So we really need to break down what these statistics mean. So it's incredible. And that's if we continue on the same trajectory that we've had for the last 50 years. Now, we can speed that up. We can change that. And how we change that is by getting more women in office. And I'm not saying that women need to be the majority, Mm -hmm. but we need equity. Mm -hmm. So going back to to your question, why women become entrepreneurs, it's it's the wage gap. It's the uh, lack of ability to be promoted. Mm-hmm. It's just the, ine- the inequity across the board. And it's also, I've, I've heard, especially working in male-dominated fields and just feeling as though that you need to behave as a male right. in order to progress. And I will admit that I was one of those people. You know, I, I when I moved my way up the food chain, I did what the men did. I behaved as the men behaved. You know, I wore the pantsuits. Mm-hmm. I, I was very hard. And, and very structured and mm-hmm. very, um, and not that that's a bad thing, and I don't mean to, to disparage mm-hmm. men because I love men, but, um, <laughs> but what I will say, it's a, just a different way of being. Mm-hmm. And the point of having women in power positions is that they govern as women. And if you have women that have moved into these power positions, but are behaving in a way that does not bring other women forward, right, right, then there's no point in you being there mm-hmm. other than having just be a woman on paper. Mm-hmm. And and again, being a woman doesn't mean that you're running around crying and all that. It just means that you're governing through the lens of a woman. Right. So as a woman, mm-hmm. then I would notice things in the workplace that others may not because I have the lens through which to see it. Mm-hmm. So if someone is setting up a, say, a situation that's uncomfortable for women, I would notice that mm-hmm. and I would comment on it versus if you're not in that 
mindset where you're governing as a woman or managing as a woman, you may see it, but you might brush it off. That's just the way it is here. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Right. And no, and we're, we're also very, um, you know, we're the, I would say, and I take pride on this, mm-hmm. we're the best at attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that also brings an advantage, but it can also bring a disadvantage. Right, right. And we're, it's true. It's true. We are multitaskers and we are quite impressive humans, <laughs> I will say that. But but I will say some, some other reasons um, throughout my years of, of dealing with this is, is women women also wanting to control their own destiny, mm-hmm. which was my case, mm-hmm. and make their own money. And be if, if they made, you know, five cents an hour, which I have done, literally, um, or they made, you know, a, a thousand dollars an hour, mm-hmm. it's because of them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so so it, there are many reasons that women decide to become entrepreneurs, right. but they all they usually fall into some power structure reason. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, independency is the first thing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, independency and it has to do with your family that you're probably raising mm-hmm. children. You want to make sure you're there for their um, games or take mm-hmm. them to school or be off by the time they're you know right. off school, do their homework. I've mm-hmm. been there, yes. you know, I've been there. And that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I decided to start my business. But at the end of the day, we all we want is actually leave a legacy for our children, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. E- even if they're adults, that's really what we're looking for. We want to be able to leave something behind that uh, speaks about us. And that's of true. course, we're not perfect because mm-hmm. we are the most imperfect creatures, just like any human being. Mm-hmm. But but we try, and I think that's what matters. That's right. what makes us strong. It is true. It is true. And I will add to that, um, as we had mentioned earlier, about that flexibility. You know, that's really dependent upon the type of job that you have, or the job, or the type of business that you open. So for, for some businesses, you do have that flexibility, which is, which is a wonderful thing. So something else to think about if there are folks out there that are looking to become entrepreneurs, and if your focus is flexibility, then making sure that the job, that the business, you think job, the business that you choose to open allows that flexibility. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, uh, what would you suggest to the women that um, are considering becoming, you know, or opening a business, mm-hmm. becoming entrepreneurs, that are going to be in a career in a male-dominant industry. You already spoke mm-hmm. about how challenging it can be, but can you give them some suggestions of what can they do to not feel intimidated? Oh, my goodness. You know, that that's interesting because I wish that there were just one or three steps that I can give someone in that arena, but it really has to do with your self-development. Mm-hmm. It, has, it, it has more to do with your self-esteem and your ability to feel comfortable in your skin no matter where you are. That's a really the determining factor. And so I wish there was a, this, like you do a this, one, two, and three. then you do this, and then you do that. <laughs> yeah. but, but the reality is what, what I can say, and it's something that helped me, um, was to go into that room with a goal. Mm-hmm. What is my goal? And that's for every meeting, mm-hmm. for every meeting, whether it's a staff meeting or otherwise. Go in with a goal. What is my goal today? And then knowing what you have to offer in that meeting. And sometimes even as a manager or when I was a board president, I had to go in and remind myself what I bring to the table mm-hmm. because no one does that. We don't, we, at least we don't do that as women. Right. So, and we don't, and so remembering who you are why you have that role. So whenever you're feeling insecure about going into a room like that or being in that workplace, in the workplace it could be something that you do three times a day. 
This is why I'm here. This is my value. This is my goal. And if you can keep that in the forefront of your mind, you will rock every situation. Right. Every situation. So it's pretty much what we need to do to begin with is to start working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Get some development going, right? Get right. some strategies. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. coaching. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need coaching. Absolutely. Even if we're oh already in the career, we need coaching. Oh, my gosh. A mentor is critical every step every step of the way, whether it's a professional coach or it's someone who has been where you are going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's important to have someone to look up to and someone that's willing to take the time to share their experiences. It doesn't right. mean that you need to do it exactly as they say, because we're all individuals. Might work for one person may not work for you, mm-hmm. but just having that cheerleader, again, who has been there is extremely that, that's empowering. That's uh, very true. Uh, why would you say to women that, are thinking on quitting today like let's say they're already running a business but they say I can't do this anymore have oh, you been there because I have I have been there I have been there and I remember one time I was in the city of Sacramento and long story that got me to this place but it was it was during the recession and and it was it was very challenging and especially the type of work that I do whether it's PR marketing project management um, although they are extreme skills um, extremely important skills, everyone believes they can do it. So it's very challenging. I was I was attending a meeting, it was a sales call mm-hmm. in downtown and I didn't have money to put in the meter. Oh wow. I did not have money to put in the meter. And I try not to talk about spirituality <laughs> when I'm talking about this kind of thing. But you know, if I didn't have faith and some I was like, oh please just don't let me get a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can't pay it. Mm-hmm. So I have had times like that. And of course, because you're running your own business, that could change in an hour, mm-hmm. in an instant, and it did. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have, I mean, I always say, you know, the highs are high, but the lows are low. Right. And I mean, and very, very different from you're being not, an employee. You're not to the ground, you're to the hole. <laughs> right, you're, you're in the hole. And you can't, and you can't go to your, um, let, let's say, go to, go to payroll and, and ask for an advance on right, your salary. Right, right. You can't, um, you can't, uh, you know, just, just say you're going to take a couple days off exactly. just so you can regroup exactly. or you know, take some vacation days to regroup. Um, we, you, you can't do that. You have to muscle through it. And and often when we're talking about micro business, you know, there aren't the you don't have the resources or the staff mm-hmm. to support you either. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's 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 tough. It's tough. And I have some colleagues who have slept in their mm-hmm. office spaces. Now, granted, if you have a year's, that's where that, at least a year mm-hmm. of operating income, mm-hmm. and that's not just your business income, it's also your personal income, right. you should never have this situation. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing. Okay, that's a great advice, and, and believe me, I'm always advising my businesses to also have some reserves. Mm-hmm. The challenge is to adapt that culture. Yes. Because as a business owner, we run a culture. It's mm-hmm. like having a home, a household, right. you know. And the business, it's a household itself. Mm-hmm. But who's running the household? We right. are, right? Absolutely. So we, we how are. do we adapt the culture of those reserves? Um, it starts in you. It starts mm-hmm. by you educating yourself, accepting that you have to do it in mm-hmm. discipline. Right, absolutely discipline. And, and I will also say that a requirement for, in my opinion, opening a business is to have an accountant. 
You must have an independent accountant, mm-hmm. and you can find them that will work hourly mm-hmm. or whatever's needed to work within your budget. Mm-hmm. But it is critical. I mean, you may be an expert at whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, it was it was product marketing, it was project management, it was PR and public relations. But I was not an expert in finance as an individual contributor, as a, even as a manager mm-hmm. um, in corporate. Uh, you have people that do that for you. You're just responsible for your own budget. Okay. And I'd run multi-million dollar budgets okay. um, at that point, but it's very different from running the budget of a business because you aren't worried about cash flow. And what did we say earlier? Right. You know, cash flow is the number one reason that businesses close. Mm-hmm. So there is a different dance mm-hmm. that is required. Mm-hmm. And um, so you must have an accountant mm-hmm. that you are meeting with monthly. I don't care what they say. When you start your business, it is not quarterly, it is monthly. It is monthly. And you yes. are projecting and where are we now? What are the bills? Mm-hmm. What are we expecting to spend? What do we have in reserve? What do we need in reserve? And that be this in reserve that I need to raise this amount of money in sales. This is a constant. It's the same thing with my campaign running for office. And um and it's just so fast and furious that we have not been able to do that and when you're running for office you know cash is critical oh yeah and and being that I am considered an outsider and I was called an outsider you're an outsider I'm like, okay well oh yes, really yes at a debate it was really interesting but but it was good because it's true and I own it you know if an outsider means that I'm the person that that's focused on the community um it's focused on the individuals versus the money and the special interest groups mm-hmm. then I am I I will be the outsider I'm the outsider because I'm a hundred percent people and micro business funded and that and that makes it more difficult for me to make rent money because I'm not or to raise funds because I am not receiving at this point the twenty thousand dollar checks or the fifty thousand dollar checks. I'm receiving twenty, fifty and and a hundred dollars and that is a lot to these people that are that are donating. It makes me. a difference. It makes it campaign. all makes a difference. So never feel as though you can't donate five dollars to a campaign because it adds up, especially a people people powered campaign. We need every penny. Absolutely. I, I totally get that because now I understand that running a campaign is exactly like running a business. Absolutely it is. So, wow, that's it impressive. Is absolutely. And, and that's why I say being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. has absolutely prepared me for parts of this. It didn't prepare me for the um, nastiness of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, when it comes to politics, what I have come to, the, I've come to the conclusion that it's really not about your values mm-hmm. in terms of getting into office. It's not about whether what party you're affiliated with. It's about who's in power. I see. It's about who's in power and who has the money. And the only way that we can counter that is to have enough people have enough community members that are out knocking on doors for us because mm-hmm. that's how we win. We can't compete with the money. And we can't compete with the large organizations that are funding these um, candidates that are that are money, you know, that are corporate, large corporation and developer funded. But we can beat them at the door. So we need those five, ten, twenty, fifty dollar donations, hundred dollar donations, and we need people willing to spend hours knocking on doors yeah, and support. phone banking you for us. You need the support. It's the only way to counter okay. the money. We will be right back. We are going on a break. Please uh, come back with us, and we are going to go in the next segment very shortly. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
If you are having tax problems, are getting IRS letters, or experiencing a tax audit, call 916-476-3244 for a tax consultation with your host, Brenda Regiment. Brenda is a tax expert based in Sacramento, California. You can contact Brenda Regiment by phone or email at 916-476-3244 or Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Empowering Business Women. To reach Brenda Regimund on today's show, call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Brenda at bdtaxfinancegroup.net. Now, back to Empowering Business Women by Brenda Regimund. We are back live to the show on Facebook. Uh, we are in the last segment of the hour, Tracy. Can you tell us, are we underrepresented in the community leadership? Yes. And I'm, I'm fairly certain everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe the question isn't whether we're other, uh, underrepresented. The question is that society believe it's important mm-hmm. that we have balance. Right. And that is the problem. Because when, I, when we broach this subject, it often the counter to that is, it's about the best person for the job. It's about you know this identity um, hiring and this identity politics and the identity this, that, and the other. But the bottom line is if we don't have balance, then we are missing the lens through which to manage, which to govern if we're talking about politics. Mm-hmm. So we need balance for that very reason. And we are underrepresented. We are underrepresented because of the way society is set up. Right. It's just male dominated and that's just the reality. So how do we change that? We change that by changing the opinion of what's important. Okay. And again, valuing mm-hmm. the lenses through which to view the community. And then and we need very or or the business. So now that you talk about balance, and believe me, I try to find my balance every day. Okay. Something mm-hmm. I wanna do every day is go to the gym. And it doesn't happen. And when I finally start going, I have to quit like four days later. Right. <laughs> you can't get in the rhythm. Oh, I get it. Oh, my gosh. It's like my forever goal. So hopefully one day I will be able to do what I want. But in the meantime, what happens to women that are pursuing a higher career? 
they're holding a job, raising mm-hmm. their kids. They're, you know, single, mm-hmm. of course, and also maybe running a business at the same time. What are your thoughts oh, on that? Oh, for degrees, like higher education? Yes. Oh, it's tough. And I will say I did that. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, I wasn't, I had to work to live, work to survive. So I've been working since I was able to work and often two jobs. I mean, there's one point where I worked a nine to five and then I worked a six to midnight. And that was before children, you know. Um, and again, looking at Education wasn't in the stars for me. It wasn't something that folks talked to me about. Mm-hmm. So when I decided that I would have my degree, it was pieces, parts, and I had to balance. And it, I, I was 31 when I walked that stage. Okay. Expecting my second child. I was married. Mm-hmm. And it was challenging. It was very challenging. And, and as an entrepreneur, it, it sort of goes back to flexibility. Mm-hmm. So we talked about at the, the top of the hour that um, some folks feel that they're going to have more flexibility, but you're often working around the clock mm-hmm. just because when you're very first starting a business, you don't have support and resources. Right. So I always recommend partnering. Small businesses partnering and working together with like businesses so that you have that support. And then there are certain businesses where you can be more flexible depending mm-hmm. on about how much you're working in that business, what type of business it is. But um, you need to think about that when you're starting your business as to what kind of flexibility you could have. But I, at that time, was working full time. And I had a family. And I had children. And basically, I made it a priority. I just made it a priority. And there are a lot more opportunities than I had. Because now we have online learning, mm-hmm. and that is just an incredible thing it is. for for working women. And who this are, is why a lot of women are taking this mm-hmm. opportunity, right, to Absolutely. get a higher education because that online uh, accessibility is there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and me personally, I don't work well that way because I need that interaction. Yes. So mm-hmm. online is difficult for me, and I actually earned my degree with uh, the University of Phoenix okay. because they had the night courses and the satellite courses but now all the universities do mm-hmm. so it's so much easier this was 21 years ago um, when I walked the stage wow so now it's so much easier so not only is it doable it's it's much easier than it was and women are multitaskers we know that we've talked right. about that right. but um, as I said earlier sleep at night <laughs> at least to get six hours of sleep it is just important to be able to function don't do what I do and if you can sleep take a pill take a <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you just have to make sure you sleep. If exercising will help you, please do. And, oh, yeah. you do know something what? about it. And I'm going to be honest, that has saved my life, exercising. And mm-hmm. what I find, the stress just becomes too much. Mm-hmm. And um, yoga, but I have to have hot yoga. Usually okay. if you're an A personality type like us, mm-hmm. um, you'll go to yoga and you'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing anything. Hot <laughs> yoga. You're like, you're struggling to survive. If you have not tried it, I'm, t- I'm highly recommend it. So you're so focused on surviving that your mind clears. Okay. And you, and you let it all go. And you're actually able to get to a place where you can relax. So between yoga and spin classes, which is that just blowing everything out. You're just pumping. You're doing whatever you have to do. And it doesn't have to be pretty. People also worry about right, being pretty. It's, right. it's not cute. Trust me. It's not cute. But um, that's how I relax. And a lot of my not being able to sleep is because I haven't been able to go to the gym. And there are also natural um, natural uh, remedies. and Like there's maybe teas or something. Teas yeah. are good. Yeah, my husband is always giving me these. It's okay, relax, relax. <laughs> that's so sweet. Although he's really doing it for self-preservation, I'm sure. 
Well, because so, when you're relaxed, you're nicer to he's him. He's all natural, so I, I don't know. I just trust him. That's all I can tell See, you. And, and my husband is too. He had us juicing. We, we juiced at one point because he pushed it. It was pretty amazing, actually. Go. But but it is true. There are lots of holistic ways. Um, and, and if that doesn't work, do, you know, do what you need to do. Right. But, but sleep is important. It is. Because we do too much we already. Do. We just do we too do. much. We do. And, and I was going to ask you, what would a day with that woman would be? You know, it's interesting. It's so interesting because in 2016, we had a day without a woman. Okay. And we tried, I believe it was put on by the Women's March. Uh, they wanted to have a day without a woman. I went out and I spoke about it um, and and went to a couple of events um, presenting on about the topic and what that would mean. But since women make majority of purchases, um, it was interesting because it never came to fruition. Because it, for many different reasons, but if women actually did not go to the grocery store for one day, oh, right? You don't, we don't even have to talk about not that, even, right? Not even the the okay. This is the grocery shopping store. Period. We, what we, about clothing shopping? Shopping period. I mean, women drive the economy. Oh wow! Let's just be real. Women drive the economy. When okay. you think about that, mm-hmm. you know, the world was shut down mm-hmm. in terms of uh, of retail. You know, in terms of shopping, the world right. would absolutely just kind of right. shut down. I mean, we'd have plenty of people in government. We'd have all of our senior management still in staff uh, on in place, but they wouldn't have any employees there, and they <laughs> they wouldn't have any staff. You know, so if you really think about it that way, mm-hmm. women drive the economy. Mm-hmm. We drive the economy. We drive society. You know, we are we women are the conscience. That's impressive. Of our nation. You know, I really... They're just thinking you. about it, right? I thank you for bringing that to mind because I didn't think it about that way. Mm-hmm. But, and, oh and, my God, I, I have to have my phone. If I need something, that's the way to chop, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so much easier now. I'm telling you, we can do whatever we want. It's, it's great. But with a day without a woman, and I, I, I hope that one day we can really make this happen, even if it's in one city, just to measure. But uh, statistics, uh, I believe it was that women uh, make, I believe, I believe it's something like 88% of purchases are made by women. So a day without a woman would be pretty traumatic for, for our, our... A speechless to a lot of mm-hmm. people. Right. 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 Wow. So it's... Yes, one day we should we should do that. We should make we that should happen. Do that. Just one day. It doesn't mean, and we and keep in mind, we're not trying to break the economy. Yeah. And and you would any shopping that you would do on that day that we choose, use the next day. So we aren't saying never shop again. No, so. you know what it is is that we are just trying to empower women. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not trying to diminish or right. feel anybody less, right? Right. We're just trying to empower women, make sure that all these women that are trying to start a business or to that need to work on their self-esteem understand mm-hmm. how valuable they are. Right. That is the bottom line, and it, it and it it really is a challenge when you're an entrepreneur because we don't ask for as much when we're bidding on projects. Right. Our rates are not as high. Mm-hmm. When we go in, we're almost apologetic mm-hmm. about being there against larger firms or more established firms. And I find myself facing that, even as with everything I've been through, with everything I know, as I run for office, I have to remind myself who I am mm-hmm. and what my value is mm-hmm. and why the city of Elk Grove needs a new lens to to govern. Mm-hmm. You know, why just one person in there that's focused on the community. Right. You know, and I have to remind myself Myself before I go into any debate, into any meeting, why it's important. Right. Because so much 
of the, the narrative is why you can't and why you shouldn't. Well, we have to, you know, always remind ourselves who we are, like you said, you know, where we come mm-hmm. from, because it doesn't matter how high we are. It really it doesn't, doesn't matter. We still have feelings. We're still women. We're mm-hmm. still emotional. And that's another thing I was going to tell you. At the end of the day, I mean, we can be very strong in front of you, but at the end of the day, we can cry. We can be emotional. We need love. Like anybody else, right? It's true. It doesn't matter how it's strong true. we need to be in a daily basis or what the contract, that million dollar contract that I finally got. You Yay! Know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, one of those goals. Right. Um, but, 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 but it is but, true. I mean, and, and, and we need to embrace our differences and what mm-hmm. makes us different, as I mentioned earlier, about governing as women, managing as women. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we've been taught so long that being a woman is a weakness. But like I said, a day without a woman, uh, we show you how, how, <laughs> how weak we are. But, but the reality is um, we don't understand our value because it hasn't been demonstrated in a way that can be captured and actually promoted and drilled in. Right. Um, so, so that's really, I believe, as women, as women, um, women in business, as women entrepreneurs especially, that we need to understand our value and we need to be pumped up and our value as women. But they want to shut us down quite often. Don't talk about being a woman. You know, you're just using that. And I'm like, but that's a part of who I am. It's and not actually, all of who and I, I think am. It's, it's more pride. Oh my gosh, you know, I, yeah. I feel pride to say, okay, I, I've been able to do this because yes. it was not easy. No, nothing is easy. You it's know, not easy. But so, but you can't say that because people will. Oh, you can't say that. Don't talk about gender. Don't talk about being a woman. Don't talk about your struggles. But it's those very struggles. It's those very challenges. Those very hurdles that prepare us mm-hmm. to be in office. Right. That prepare us to be in leadership because we don't have that fragility. Absolutely. That so many have because of the experiences that we've had. And that's what makes us Mm -hmm. tremendous leaders. Mm -hmm. We are about to close, but I would like to ask you, what's the last message you want to give our audience? You know, we have covered so much. Um, What I want to just sort of drill home is just how, how women governing and managing and acting as women are reinventing the rules. We're reinventing the rules for our nation. We're reinventing the rules for business, for entrepreneurship, where we have an opportunity to really talk about our values in conjunction with our business. Mm -hmm. We can walk in and say that, you know, that's not in alignment with ABC company. However, we can do this, that, or the other. And I think that's what's really important, if just standing in our values, knowing who we are, being confident in who we are, mm-hmm. not feeling diminished because we are women or that we have to stack up or measure up to a male because we don't. We have to only measure up a stack up to ourselves, mm-hmm. be the best that we can be. Right. And when we realize that, we'll realize how phenomenal mm-hmm. we are. Exactly. We don't need to be anyone else. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for being here today. I know how busy you are, and I was mm-hmm. even scared that you were not going to be able to come here, but I appreciate so much you being course, here. I really course. do. Um, I appreciate more you sharing with us, you know, your success and the struggles, because we all have them every day, mm-hmm. right? I want to thank the audience for tuning in today. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and we will be bringing more business resources to our social media. If you have any questions, you can call us at 916-476-3244.
Thank you very much and have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Empowering Businesswomen by Brenda Regiment. We hope you'll join us for another edition next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great weekend.